you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. I hope this finds you all well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy of our worship. He alone is worthy of our praise. And uh, the Lord knows as we move forward and looking at the life of Christ and and all things uh, PTSD, today's words are going to be self-awareness, and we're going to talk about them in a minute. So with me, as always, uh, Kevin. Good morning, Kevin Rob. Good morning, Doug Carragher. How's life with you, brother? Man, life is busy as all get out, but in a good way. Oh, that's a blessing, brother. I, I, I thank God uh, that we're busy. I thank God that we're busy yeah. for him. Sometimes I wish he'd just give me a shutdown day, but that's not going to happen for the next <laughs> couple <laughs> years, maybe. I don't know, but not for a while. What types of boats? So this is the fourth grade riddle challenge with Kevin every single day. What types of boats do believers want to go on? Um, I mean, we could say the gospel ship, but, um, it's got to probably make a little more punny stuff. I don't, I, you know, uh, dingy, I'm, I'm dingy. That's not going to work. <laughs> Disciple ship and oh worship. And I'll tell you, how man, could I miss that? Folks, they're not supposed to be good here. All right. They're fourth grade riddles. If you've got a fourth grade or a fifth grade or a second grader, they're nailing these bad boys. But, uh, you know, us older people, I got to tell you, we're just doing what we can do. Self-awareness. I mean, it's a buzzword these days when you're in business. They want their employees to have self-awareness. They want them to know what's going on around them. They want them to find their creative side, their constructive side. They're all this. And for the last week, we pardon me, for the last week, we've been looking at words with the idea of self in there. We've been removing self and adding the word God. And so God awareness, looking at ourselves, say, God, what are the gifts you gave me? God, what, what are the bad things that are in me that I need to remove? You cannot do this by yourself. You need God mm-hmm. over in Romans 12, two and, and, uh, Kevin's favorite second of his two life verses, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is acceptable in the perfect will of God. Friends, let me tell you something this morning. If you want self-awareness, it begins with using the mirror that we call the Holy Bible. You got to open that up. You got to read it. You got to, you got to help begin the transformation. And it tells us in 1 Timothy 4.16, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, right down the road, one verse down from Kevin's two life verses, uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2 is Kevin's verses 12, 3. I say through the grace given unto me that every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according to hath God dealt to every man the measure of faith. So what are you getting at, Doug? And this is exactly what I'm getting at. We need to have an awareness of the good, the bad, the ugly, and most importantly, what gifts has God given us that we can use for his glory and honor in our lives, Kevin? I think that's what this self-awareness is all about. Yeah, self-awareness is an interesting, interesting topic because PTSD affects it, and it affects it negatively negatively. Um, 
you know, when uh, a, a guy had come back from war and um, when he uh, got back, he was a helicopter pilot or crewman or something like that. But every time he heard fans blades, you know, fan whirring, it just triggered a fight or flight. So for him, uh, he was he was not able to establish a, um, a, a you know, it was, we call that dissociation where he just became out of body almost. He was like, I'm not here. I'm somewhere else. And when you're fight or flight, so you're thinking, oh, no, I'm back in Iraq. But wait a minute, I'm running from it, so I'm not really there either. So you're just almost caught in this la-la land. And, um, you know, it's true. There, there are people in our ministry that are sitting in church pews, and I'm preaching to them. Doug's preaching to them. The pastor is preaching to them. Pastor, if you're listening here, occasionally you'll have someone like this in your church, and you know the frustration where they're sitting there, and you're trying to help their soul, and they're not able to get the message because they're being chased by a a lion 24 hours a day, you know, 365 days a year. That's what PTSD does. They're in fight or flight mode. And um, so self-awareness is going to come from the Word of God, like Doug was saying, where we can again begin to establish the reality of who I am right now in Christ, the strength of that versus the phantoms that are plaguing me. And, um, you know, you were talking about the the, the gifts and so forth, and, and I, I kind of think that having an awareness of yourself ought to be um, the recognition of, you know what, on the positive side, I excel in these, these areas. And, and don't forget that, recognize that, that you, you've been given these, these tremendous talents. You say, well, I don't have too many. Well, you're at least a one talent person because, you know, Jesus in the parables that he gave to every man talents, to some he gave one, to some he gave more than one. And so, I think when I'm going through junk, if I just say, wait a minute, I do have something that God gave me. And Doug said it right. We have a, um, it takes God to do this. The verse that comes to mind is John 16, 14. He, the spirit of God shall glorify me for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. So he, the, 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 the viewpoint of God about me is given by the Holy Spirit. So we can say, God, show me what I got going for me again. I'm being tormented by stuff. Show me what you gave me. Show me my strong points. I've had to do that. I've been chased sometimes. I've been dogged as a human being by negative thoughts. And I'd say, God, take of the Father. Show it to me. Turn the light on. Make it again real that I am indeed precious in your sight. Make these things wonderful so that I don't fear rejection. I don't fear abandonment. I don't fear the stuff that that chases me. This is what only God can do. And I'm just glad that there's a self-awareness that comes when we say, you know what? Yeah, I do. I've done this, but guess what? God's done this and God's work trumps the devils. Amen. Self-awareness. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, Walketh about like a roaring lion, folks. Can I tell you something? Your head needs to be in the Bible. The Holy Spirit of God needs to be in your heart. 
and the healing will begin. We want to help you with that. So come out and see us at uh, Camp Joy. I almost said Fort Joy. Camp Joy, Wisconsin, <laughs> September 11th through September 15th in Whitewater. Give Mr. Moore a call today and make sure you set up your time with us. We'd love to see you. We want you to be part of this. We can't wait to meet you guys. We're moving forward as we continue on with the life of Christ. We find ourselves in the book of John, chapter 8, verses 28 through 32 today. Then Jesus said unto them, When ye lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father have taught me. I speak these things, and he that sent me is with me. The Father have not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, many believed on him. People started getting saved, folks. When when you have scripture, when you have mm. the word of God with you, things start changing. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Folks, if you want to, to know your self-awareness, if you want to know what's going on within that head of yours, if you want to see what God's going to use you for, you have to have the truth. The truth will set you free. And yeah. and and folks, I don't know about you, but I got the truth on October 15th, 1993. Uh, God's truth came to me. I was all about self, getting promoted up through the Army, getting the next civilian job, maybe working at the White House. I didn't know. But man, I'm telling you, when the truth set me free, I couldn't keep it to myself. So a lot of things going on in these verses. Right away, I see an identity and unity with God. Over and over again, Christ is saying, hey, the Father and me, we're one. Uh, you know, the way the what the Father wants me to do is exactly what I'm doing. I'm here in front of you. Now, remember, he's preaching to these Jews who've been waiting for him. He's preaching for these Jews who've been praying for his advent. He's preaching to these Jews who've been waiting for him to show up, man, and he's starting, life's just starting to change. You know, you got to get the Pharisees out of the building. You got to get the religious folks who are mm. causing you problems. Get them out of the building because here's Christ. And, uh, and man, things are changing. He, he's talking about having God's presence in our life. I, I admired that when I read those words in the presence of God. And, uh, I was thinking about that as I looked at those last words there, those last two verses. And then said Jesus to the Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, folks, we've got a role here. We have to continue in God's word. Then you're my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You say, well, Brother Doug, what are you getting at? Hey, the truth is in your hands. It's the word of God, uh, the great God, the great Savior. He's ready for you. Uh, just give him a call in these days when things go rough, when things are upside down. We need to have him tuned in. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. I love that as we continue to look at God's word, we see a couple things and, and, uh, you know, God's presence in our life is so important. And then this genuine discipleship and friends, this needs to be happening in your life right now. Believing in Christ is step one. So here's Christ, <clears throat> excuse me. He's talking to these folks and he's telling them, he says, you know, uh, 
if you believe in me and you believe what I'm talking about, you're a disciple. And that's where it starts, folks. Some of us get this wrong. Some of us are disciples, but we're not doing anything. We don't have the disciplines of the believers. You know, we're not reading the word of God. We're not studying the word of God. We're not praying. We're not taking advantage of those things that, that God gives us that are innately ours because of our belief in Jesus Christ. We're, we're pushing these things aside. And, and if you want to be a genuine disciple, it's first is accepting him, but then it's trying to be more and more like him. We said yesterday or Friday that being Christ-like is what it is to be a Christian. So I think we need genuine discipleship today, Kevin, probably more than anything else. Yes, sir. I get asked that a lot when we start ministries on military bases. What you know? What kind of emphasis are you going to have now? A lot of times it's going to be evangelism. I mean, that's always the overarching thing. But behind that is discipleship, and the military command likes that they, because under that is mentorship, and they know that these guys need guidance. It's, they're driving their NCOs crazy. These young knuckleheads, as you say, Doug. But, um, you know, I, I love this book of John. Doug, as we look through this, this is just fantastic. John chapter 8, one of the best in the Word of God, um, in my opinion, as far as it blesses my blesser. It's Christ, the light of the world. And, you know, true to light, when the light comes on, the roaches are going to run. And when Jesus came, he was speaking to the uh, you had said it the other day, last week, Doug, that he was speaking of the treasury. The treasury is where the Jews would come to, to give, and, and, you know, the narcissistic leaders there, they wanted the offering, so they allowed the Gentiles to come that far, far enough to give. So Jesus stood there, evidently, because it was a kind of the uh, last stop on the way uh, for the, where the Gentiles could get as close as they could to the things of God, and, and uh, maybe they would be the most open, but he spoke. And uh, so, unfortunately, in that venue also of the treasury was were the treasurers and the Jews that were in charge of this thing. And, and he created, in going there, <clears throat> he, he, he entered into a, a hostile situation, and this chapter is full of the hostility of the Jews, and um, he he always backed it up with the fact, hey, I am not coming at this thing as an independent human being. I'm not some freelance guy. I'm not some cult leader that just decided I know better than religion, and I'm going to, you know, I've, I've thought this thing through, and I'm kind of a rebel. No, he said, the Father hath taught me. The Father hath taught me. And, um, you know, whenever you find yourself as an individual, I think, in a hostile situation where maybe the coworkers around you, maybe the people, um, if you're in a situation, even in your family, you have to go to a Thanksgiving dinner, you know, the proverbial uncles and aunts and that kind of thing, cousins are there, and they're going to use it as an opportunity to be like the narcissists that are in this chapter, and they're going to they're going to vaunt, you know, whatever they feel. Um, they're going to be the big guy in the room. When you're in that situation, to bring Christ to them and not be discouraged, not be demoralized by the the the, the weirdos that have that have shown up <laughs> in the venue, the knuckleheads. Yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, is to point out, you know what? I, you know what? The Father taught me this. You know, always come at it from the testimonial. 
say, you know what, this is what God taught me. And, and number one, that you can't argue against that because it's subjective enough that they're going to say, well, I guess that's good enough for you. It's, that's the way you feel about it. And number two, they're going to have to say, if you learn this from God, from God, and it sounds good and it makes sense more than the things that I normally hear, then maybe I'm not plugged into God and there, that's where the questions will begin to come up. The Bible says, be always ready to give an answer to every man that asketh to you the reason of the hope that lieth in you with meekness and fear. And I always meet some people along the way, Doug, that, that, are, that have a persecution complex because everywhere they go, they want to be Mr. Spiritual and just act like they're, they're the walking Bible and they're the ones that um, know everything. And unfortunately people don't like that. And they need to, they need to just come, I think a flanking maneuver and say, all I know is I know Jesus and he taught me this and it changed my life. Man, I love a God that changes my life all the way. My savior leads me. What do I have to ask beside? Can I doubt his faithful mercies who through life has been my guide, heavenly peace, divinest comfort, Air by faith in him to dwell. For I know where to fall me, Jesus does all things well. I'm telling you what, all the Praise way my God. Savior leads me. Man, I'm telling you, your, your Savior can lead you, so you become a disciple the minute you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the minute your ministry begins. That's the second that you'll stand judgment for because you're no longer going to stand judgment for your sins. You took care of them by getting saved. So you're going to stand judgment for what you did with this great mercy, this great grace, this great salvation uh, that your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ gave you. And now you got to take it all the way my Savior leads me. You got to let him lead you. And we talked about it's a genuine discipleship you got to be in the word of god and you guys are getting discipleships just listen to us you're getting discipleship credit you've got a check in your box today praise god and 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 there's freedom through truth you know that last word the, the truth will set you free and folks i don't know if you've ever been free i was never free until i accepted jesus christ as my lord and savior Amen. and there's a truth in the message of accepting jesus christ as your lord and savior and it takes you to a place that you've never been before. It takes you to a place where, uh, man, I, I'm telling you, you know, I'm a kind of a political guy. I, I push for those people who don't kill babies and things like that and are fiscally responsible. But I got to tell you, higher than that, bigger than that is my faith and belief in Jesus Christ. And I want to share him. And I don't care who's listening. I want to share him. I want to put it out there. There's a great freedom through the truth of God. The truth will set you free. And then, you know, as a disciple, we have a responsibility to continually learn and grow. Folks, if, if we're not learning and growing, we're sitting still. I don't want to be found as a guy who sits still. I want to take these talents. I want to take these things. I want to invest them for the Lord. I want to invest the things he teaches me. I want to throw the seed out there. My responsibility is to throw the seed out there. I don't need to water it. I don't need to worry about it growing. I get to throw the seed out there. Once in a while, God lets me come along 
along and pick something that someone else were out there. But I do all that because I'm trusted in this continual life and growth, this learning cycle, deepening my relationship with God. If my relationship with God isn't closer today than it was when I went to bed last night, something went terribly wrong. Mm. I didn't pray and tell him I loved him. I didn't talk to Mm. him. I didn't listen to his word this morning. Folks, is that simple? Is your relationship closer to God today than it was last night? And then this discipleship, Kevin, this all gives us this faith in the midst of challenges. So we're going to throw it to Kevin for about 40 seconds and let him wrap us here a little bit. If you continue in my word, then are you disciples indeed? A lot of people say, uh, how, do, how do I know if I'm really a Christian and what if I lose my salvation? The Bible says if you continue in my word, you're, that means you're really a disciple. So you've got a continuance built into you. You're not going to quit. You're going to keep going. You may take falls. You'll, you'll have doubts. But Continue. Just get up and keep on going. They're just being fall seven times and rise it again. Don't uh, don't let someone talk talk you out of uh, thinking you're saved if God saved you. But if you're not truly a, a disciple, then uh, say, Lord, make it real. Let's become a disciple today. There it is, folks. Become a disciple today. The minute you're saved, your ministry begins. What you do with that is what you think about God. What you think about His mercy what you think about his grace, be in the word of God. Like you are listening to this broadcast today, be in the word of God, think the word of God, live the word of God, pray the word of God. Hey, we sure do love you folks. What a great Monday. You know what? Listen, when you go out today with that smile that only God can give you and know that we're praying for you and that we love you, but most of all, Christ is there for you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.